The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Oh my goodness. Well, I got to tell you, having listened to that and having it drive me nearly batty listening to that game, uh, having now just watched it, for this for this podcast for Rams Rewind, welcome to Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans. Get yourself some Cajun food, and if you watch this game or listen to it or both, in my case, get a cocktail because when you're at Lady Nolans, because God knows you would have needed it, or at least I would have needed it, because this. <laughs> I'm saying I feel like a broken record. I'm saying the same thing I said after Davidson. It shouldn't have come down to this. And, of course, you'd expect me to start with what happened at the end. Vince Williams' shot that's going to be live long in the memory, and it will. And, and Vince Williams was amazing tonight in so many respects. But, I, but let me tell you something. He might have been the fireman that put out the fire, but he was, the, he was also the arsonist in so many ways. And, yes, that shot at the end was brilliant. And his box score was brilliant. And we will talk about the good things he did because there were plenty of them. But there was a lot of -of out-of-character stuff from him tonight, and it hurt. And it's the reason why that game came down to that instead of VCU maybe winning this thing going away. And I'll add, it was also VCU's unfortunate habit that they just will not take yes for an answer. Like, they, they will get up. And you're gonna you think they're gonna run away with the game, and then they immediately shoot themselves in the foot, and they immediately get, let the other team get back into it. And I'm gonna start with 27-17. So not the greatest starts to the game, but they get start to get cooking. Vince Williams, two or you know Hassan Ward, huge early to sort of keep them from having a really bad start. And then Vince Williams makes a couple threes, and they look like they're starting to get into a groove. Uh, at 27-17, I'm like, all right, we're playing well, both ends of the floor. Let, let's, really, let's really stick it to these guys at the end of the half, because I think it was 437. And I'll actually, I'll check that. But I think it was 437 left when they had the 10-point lead in the first half. And I'm just thinking, okay. This is the chance to really, really lay, really put the pressure on Richmond and really put them under, under, uh, under pressure here. Yeah, Deloach's dunk from a Baldwin assist, and it's his fifth assist. I mean, in, in the first half, which is which is pretty good too. And I'm like, okay, great. And and that feeling literally lasts ten seconds because this was the start of it. Nick Sherrod drives around, and Vince Williams, who's supposed to be guarding him, is instead guarding space. I don't know why he's standing where he is. I don't know why he's not trying. If he's trying to double-team the passer, it's not working. The pass goes to Sherrod, bam, three. 
immediately. It's 27-20. And then right after that, we get a near turnover by VCU. They come out of the uh, they 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 luckily get the ball back. They come out. Ace takes Ace Baldwin takes a really difficult shot. Brick. And then uh Richmond goes down and scores again on a on a second chance basket, which they had plenty of those tonight, unfortunately. Something else we're gonna talk about. And quite instantly, in less than a minute, uh the or, or just about a minute, the ten point leads down to five. And you're just like and, and it's like you didn't even have a chance to really to really put the pressure on Richmond, to really get them questioning themselves. And so you have that, and then you get to the end of the half, and and after a, a, a stretch where they weren't scoring, they had two really great sets with two great Vince Williams assists just to get up get it back up to six. And I'm like, okay, you know, play good defense at the end of the half. Same thing happens again. Nick Sherrod gets around there, and Vince Williams just leaves him. And it's a three, and it's going in, and it's a three-point game at half, and VCU should have been further ahead. They should have been further ahead. They weren't because they kept shooting themselves in the foot with turnovers. They had 10 of them in the first half, even though Richmond had 11, and stuff like that, stuff like what I just talked about. You know, they would, they were, they were doing good. They were do, doing good rebounding the basketball at halftime, and they won rebounds for the game, but they didn't win offensive rebounds because we're going to talk about that in a minute. But it was it was things like that. It was really frustrating. They were up 32-29, and I, and I was just sitting there saying it to myself. It's like, we're letting this team hang around, and we're going to regret it. We should be further ahead. Vince is playing well. He's got 10. Hassan Wards, 10-7 and seven in the first half. Tremendous off the bench, and I'm think, and I mean, VCU should be winning this game going away. The other team shot 35% from the field, but they've hung in there because they've gotten to the foul line and because they made those threes. Nick Sherrod only made three shots all night, and two of them were them open threes. That was it. When they were guarding him, he was making nothing. <sighs> so there's that. And then... They get up ten again in the second half. Um, you know, after they have they have another. How about this? Another good opening segment in the second half. Something they've struggled with VCU, uh, but they build the lead up again, and they get to forty five thirty five with Curry's jumper. And I thought they had another ten point lead. Besides that, I could be wrong. Yeah, they didn't. Okay, but they get to forty five thirty five with 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 Keyshawn Curry's jumper, and I'm like, okay, again, off another Vince Williams assist. So I'm excited again because I'm thinking, all right, let's 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 we've got a second chance to put these spiders away. Let's do it. And then immediately we get flipping Nathan K.O. Rebounds one miss, misses it. Rebounds his own miss, puts it in. Very next possession. Then we get a steal from Gilliard on a bad on a non on a non bad pass, and that's a three. And again, in about a minute, a ten point leads down to five, and you're in jackpot the rest of the game. You are not pulling away from that point. Oh goodness! 
and and then we get you know and then and then we get later later in the game we get you know Vince Williams get out in the air and, and making a bad turnover that was that was that was one in the midst of a run where he was getting all the assists I think he had three he had four there were four possessions and he had three of them he had an assist and then one he had a turnover and it, and but the turnover was really bad and I'm thinking to myself we're just we're just letting this bunch hang around. And this is a mania. This I guess I, I said at the end of at the at the end near the end of the game thread, I said this team is trying to kill us all. That is what they're trying to do. Because they put us through this mess. And you just you just I mean, why are you doing this to us? Like I mean, here they are, they're fighting and fighting, and they got the lead and they get the lead back when Vince makes a great shot, 61-59. I thought he might have – the first time I saw it on TV, I thought maybe that was an offensive foul, and I rewound it twice, and I couldn't really see if he put his arm out there. It looked like he got – there was contact. I was actually glad the ref didn't call anything because you couldn't really be sure, and I don't know how the refs could have been sure. And he makes that shot, banks it in. you got to be kidding me. And this is the kind of mania that this team puts me through because I'm getting to the end of my shift as I'm listening to this. And we get Burton missing, which he did a lot of tonight. We're going to talk about that too. KO gets the rebound and sticks it in and gets fouled. I've just delivered a package to somebody on one of the more affluent streets of Sarasota that I am in. And I hear that play, and this is honest to God what happened. I jumped up in the air. I threw my arms down like a child having a tamper tantrum. I thrashed my feet on the pavement. And I yelled out, certainly loud enough for the customer I just delivered to to hear, and probably the entire street to hear, why can't we get a bleeping rebound? And you can imagine what gerund I used there. So that was 61-61, and I just can't believe what's happening. And KO misses the foul shot, thank goodness, because that's what he normally does. Uh, We'll get to the to the amazing play that, that makes all of this okay. And then we get the one out of two free throws for Burton because once again, after another miss, VCU can't get a rebound. Damn it. But it goes to Vince Williams, and he gets the foul. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Vince Williams has had this incredible game, nearly a bleeping triple-double. He's going to make these free throws, and we're going to win this game, and won't that be awesome? Won't that be awesome? Clank, rebound, Richmond. Oh, no, no, no. Vince, what are you doing, Vince? You're not as as clutch as you are. You're not supposed to miss the front end of a one-and-one in the last five seconds when we need it. And you're not supposed to be, you know, playing poor defense or, or doing terrible passes and making poor decisions. Like I saw in this game so many times, that's not you. Thank and then and then it was one thing when it was described on TV. I thought it was a very difficult shot. VCU did not defend that inbound well, and if Gilliard had caught that ball cleanly, I'd rather not think about what might have happened. He didn't, so he took a runner, and he missed. Thank God, game over. I wasn't elated. I was relieved <laughs> because. Seriously, it, this team just, I mean, they just can't, they just won't do it against when they have a chance to put a really good team away 
they won't take yes for an answer. It drives me nuts. Now, having said all that, let's let's now do what we've got to do here, which is Vince Williams, my God. Vince Williams, my goodness. 22, 9 of 13 from the field, 10 boards, 8 assists, and he really should have had 9. We'll talk about that in a moment. So nearly a triple-double, and with everything going sideways, Ace Baldwin fouled out of the game, all the other stuff that's going on, and you have a turnover. Jaden Nunn makes a poor pass. Gustafson, I think it's Gustafson, almost steals it. Vince Williams gets it back in the backcourt, drives to the drives to the straight-on three-point spot, says, heck with this. I'm going to just jar this three in the last minute to win the game. Bang. I absolutely let out a scream on the street as I was delivering a package and threw my arms up in the air that time. Not in elation so much as, thank you, Jesus, I can't believe he made it. Un- unbelievable game from Vince. Oh, yeah, he had two blocks on a steal, too, by the way. Just amazing. And some of the passes Vince was doing. One of them... And I think it was to Curry. It was almost like the hidden ball trick. Now you see it, now you don't. He drives down there. He's in the. He's right under the basket. You know he can't take a shot. I think the Richmond guys think he's cornered, and it's almost behind his back, right to a cutting, right to Keyshawn Curry coming down the middle of the lane. It's a layup, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Then there was another one right before that where he's driving, and I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to take a bad shot, and he almost flips it over his head. And I think it was Curry that got it again. Curry ended up with 10 points and four boards, by the way, and a couple assists himself. And I'm just, I, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, Vince Williams, point forward. Point forward. Forget, you know, I mean, when, when and I'm saying, and, I'm, and what I mean by that is when Ace Ball was not on the floor. When Ace Ball is not on the floor, yeah, Nunn's a nominal point guard, and he did okay with it tonight. Even though he had a couple turnover, even though he had a turnover, but Vince Williams can run the point. Thank you very much. Vince Williams is your point forward, and how do you like those apples? I mean, some of these passes that he got assists on, and the one he should have had, they get the turnover, and it's a patented Vince Williams outlet pass. Except it's not absolutely perfect; it's close. But Keyshawn Curry needs to squeeze it. It's it's not like the pass. That was uh that was later in the game where there was a turnover and and Ace Baldwin brilliantly just threw it out front and it's like I know Keyshawn Curry's gonna outrun everybody to get it, which is true. If 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 it's a matter of can Keyshawn Curry outrun somebody to get the ball on a breakout and lay it in, the answer is yes every time because Keyshawn Curry's got rockets in his shoes. Uh, but this is this is a good pass from Vince. It's not absolutely perfect like most of his outlet passes are. But Keyshawn Curry should catch it, take one step, and lay it in. Instead, he he bobbles it and it goes through his hands and goes out of bounds. So that should have been nine assists, really. <clears throat> but Keyshawn Curry had a pretty good game. And and by the way, since we're mentioning Keyshawn Curry, <laughs> Tyler Burton. I guess they were talking about there were NBA scouts there to look at Tyler Burton tonight. And Keyshawn Curry put the absolute lock on him. One for 12. One for 12, Tyler Burton. Oh, it was just, that was a thing. That was a thing of beauty. 
from uh, from from Keyshawn Curry defensively tonight. I mean, he did an absolute number on that guy, and there was just no denying it. So that's so so there so there's those are some of the things I wanted to get off my chest. But yeah, Vince Williams, it was just a first team all conference type performance, player of the year type performance. I mean, and yeah, I mentioned all the mistakes that he made that were very and almost all of them were very uncharacteristic. But my God, if you want a leader and you want somebody out there who's gonna freaking be the bannerman when you need it and be and, and, and stand up in the coal face and take the heat, that's the guy. He absolutely does it. And what a performance from Hassan Ward, too. You know, first eight points of the game, seven out of ten from the field, a double-double. It just it's just great to see him because whoever this person is that's been impersonating Hassan Ward the last few games, he's gone in the real one's back. And he had confidence, and I thought he was physical and getting after it, and he was tremendous tonight, and I was so pleased for him. Um, let's see here. Who else do we want to? Who else do we want to spotlight a little bit? Uh, oh yeah, a lot of people were really not happy with Levi Stockard tonight, which I don't blame them. But let's, you know, I saw some stuff in the game thread. I'm like, oh, if I'd have been there live, I'd have been like, look, the guy scored 12 points in 17 minutes the other night at Davidson. Let's let's not overdo it with the criticism of him. He was bad tonight. It was for whatever reason not a good matchup. You know, it didn't start well and it didn't get any better. And and to be fair, Mike Rhodes recognized that and, and just went with Deloach and um, and Ward, and that was the right thing to do. That was the right thing to do. Uh, seven good minutes from Josh Banks tonight. He had a nice deflection, followed it by a steal, and that was unfortunately the possession after that steal is the one where where uh, Vince Williams committed a really bad turnover. And of course, another game where where VCU gets dominated at the foul line. Richmond gets 14 more attempts and scores 10 more points, but VCU wins. VCU has 19 turnovers. And that's the other thing. Richmond had eight turnovers halfway through the first half and only had five the rest of the game. So that's how, for instance, Richmond, who had less shots in the first half, ends up they had 10 more field goal attempts than VCU in the second half uh, and, and ended up with seven more for the game. But VCU holds them to four for 22 from the three-point line. They made one in the second half. Just that's it. Made one in the second half. That was Gilliard. Um, so, again, a tremendous defensive performance. Richmond shoots 35.5%, 22 of 62 from the field. That's absolutely fantastic. But all these things I'm saying... VCU did a lot of this to themselves tonight. They, if they had lost this game, I'd have been, I'd have started with, you know, the Vince Williams stuff would have been what I started with, because it really, it really cost them dearly. And and some of the other turnovers, like the one I talked about with the ball going through Curry's hands, and and you know, Stockard dribbled the ball off his foot a couple times, and these other things. And it's not like that's great defense, although Richmond played plenty, plenty of that tonight. You know they just they did they just they just do this they shoot themselves in the foot over and over and over again, and it was really it was it was that game was was it was exciting but it was infuriating to listen to at times, um, and I mean it was like I said it was for me it was pure relief not elation at the end, 
And then, of course, you know, let's come to the second half. You know, we asked VCU to be competitive on the boards, which they were in this game for large parts of it. But in the second half, again, they lose all, they, they only get two offensive rebounds themselves, and Richmond gets nine. Good gravy. And Richmond outscores them nine to two in second chance points in the second half. I mean, that's that's the other amazing thing. And again, it just it speaks to the defensive effort that BCU had to have to win. BCU loses second chance points minus 12. They lose points off turnovers minus six. They lose fast break points to Richmond. You don't think you're going to lose fast break points to them, but they had trouble with transition defense tonight. One of the times they had a nice, that, that Vince Williams got an assist in it, and it was a nice offensive set. And I think it ended in a Deloach dunk. And there goes Golden streaking down and gets a layup. And nobody gets back and, you know, even knowing the outcome of the game, watching it on TV, I was still just like ready to pull pull hairs out of my head because you're just looking at that going, come on, guys. You're the best half-court defensive team in the country or close to it. So you you can't, you can't, especially on a made basket, just go to sleep like that because you got to make that you got to make a team beat your half-court defense. That's really what this comes down to. Because if you, if, if I will bet on VCU's half-court defense against just about anybody, if it's all things being equal. But that's the thing. It's got to be all things being equal, which means you're not giving up easy transition baskets when you shouldn't. You're not turning the ball over 17, 18, 19 times when you shouldn't. And you're also working your offense and working the shot clock, which for the most part they did tonight. There was a couple possessions and Vince had one and Baldwin had one where they took shots really early in the clock that weren't good. Uh, and that was frustrating, but they did it. They did a, they did a decent job on that. And, and Richmond was a tough examination for them defensively because by and large, other than Tyler Burton, who my God, he, he needed, he, he couldn't stop shooting and he should have stopped shooting ages ago. Uh, most of the time, they were actually working the clock and taking good shots. Tyler Burton was was the notable exception there. One for flipping twelve. Jeez, Louise, and like he took a shot after the after they reviewed the ball that went out of bounds when they had the first miss, and it was off Hassan Ward, and the pass goes in in two seconds. In he takes a shot, and it go bounces over the backboard, and I'm going, holy mackerel! I know you're supposed to be a really good player and all that. And you've always got the green light, but that that's just brutal. <laughs> There's no other word for it. And I mean, look at this. Sherrod, three for ten. Burton one for twelve. Gilliard five for sixteen. So Sakeo, and that's the other thing. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. Vince Williams really set the tone in this game when he gets two charges on Nathan Ko, and he's sitting the rest of the half. Because Nathan Ko, when he was on the floor, was pretty good. Nine points, four or five from the field. You know, couldn't make the free throws. No surprise there. But my goodness, yeah, he had to sit pretty much the entire first half, and that's Vince Williams taking charges uh, like he did. Oh, and that brings me to something else. And I mentioned this, and I mentioned this uh, in one of the other threads in the Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. I actually ended up listening to Davidson LaSalle today as I was working because I did not know it was on SiriusXM, but it is. And the Davidson announcer said this, and you want to talk about validation? Here it is. You know, they were complaining about, well, everybody's flopping against Brockovich and it's terrible and all this other stuff. 
But then they said this. They said, well, at least Wednesday night, Brockovich dipped his shoulder and looked guilty. And, of course, the implication was he really wasn't guilty. But when the Davidson announcers are saying that, that's how you know that that was a charge Wednesday night. So I just wanted – I know that's going back for you, Rams Rewind fans, but I, got it, I had to do it. I had, I, have to, I had to say that because I was just happened to be listening to that, and I really thought those announcers were going to try to accuse Vince Williams of flopping, and all I would have been shouting oaths and swearing whatevers and looking up their Twitter handles to give them what for, this or that. But they pretty much admitted it, you know, and, and that's, a, that's good enough for me in any respect. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, hearing them say that. Uh, but Vince Williams, one of the best charge takers, and unlike other charge takers in history, he actually does get contacted and he doesn't flop the way, you know, certain Duke players, oh, I won't name <laughs> do, and others, other folks I won't name do. So, you know. So that little sideline, I had to do that. But to really, uh, it should have been a, it should have been a much, it should have been much less dramatic. There, it should have been a much bigger margin in so many ways. VCU had did a lot of good things tonight, shooting over fifty percent again, sixteen assists on twenty eight made baskets, and of course, Vince has a Ace has six, five in the first half. You know, he was he was really conducting the orchestra beautifully and without the foul trouble, you know, maybe he has ten assists tonight. Uh, you know, he was passing the ball that great. But that's the kind of offense we want them to run. And and once again, shot selection has been so good from VCU. These players by and large, and there's a few and of course there's gonna be some bad there's gonna be some bad ones and some bad shots at the end of the clock and different things like that, but over 50% again, four for 10 from the three-point line, and it's the 10. This team, and I used to complain about it all the time, they're not the Chuck and Duck Rams anymore, who if they make a few threes early, fall in love with it, and then go about four for 30, you know, or three for 25 or something like that. Vince Williams makes the two early, but he doesn't go crazy with them. And, of course, he makes the one late. And and outside of Vince Williams, Baldwin takes two and makes one. Curry takes one and misses. None takes one and misses. That's it. And that's the thing. Shot selection and being judicious and being patient is so important for this team. And he did a great job of that tonight. 24 for 45 inside the arc, which is what you're looking for. That's excellent. That's fantastic. And that's the kind of offense they need to play. And I tell you, you know, I, I would I, I know I bashed them a lot on tonight for certain mistakes could because yet again they nearly let a game slip where they were demonstrably and definitively, in my opinion, the better team. And they could have lost it, but they didn't. But they are doing so many things so well. And offensively, they are starting to, not saying they are, but they are starting, I think, to find the right groove and rhythm here. And they're starting to play the way they need to play if they're going to be successful in March. And that's, more than anything else, that's what's so exciting about a win like this tonight and about 
this team going forward. They're going to be a good defensive team. This is undeniable. You know, yes, they're going to be nights where they somebody gets off on their defense, and that's going to happen. Uh, you, you know, you kind of saw it. You, you kind of saw it with Davidson in the game at the Seagull Center. Uh, but by and large, this team's going to play good defense, and is not going to have nights where they're just totally, you know, they're totally out of sync and let somebody go crazy on them. But it's offensively that they obviously needed to pick up. But, of course, a lot of that is Ace Baldwin's return. But they are much better, in my opinion, starting to understand how they have to play, how they can, how they mesh together as a team. And, look, some guys like Marcus Sahonis and Levi Stocker tonight who've been productive recently in other games, neither one of them scored tonight. And neither one of them played a lot. But that's okay. Because they'll have there'll be a night like that for them. And then there'll be a night like doggone the last few games where, you know, it was if it wasn't Sahonis having a big night, it was Stockard. Stockard had a great night against Davidson and without the foul trouble, he could have had a shot at going for 17, 18, 19, 20. You know, and then Sahonis had the big night, it was I think it was at LaSalle or 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 St. Joe's or one of those where he had a bunch of threes. So and and I hope that you know the guys that aren't getting as many minutes or have nights like that that they that they just hang in there and know their time's going to come, and that's that's what I'm excited about. And if and if again if we get anything near what we got out of Hassan Ward tonight in his 25 minutes, we're going to be a really good basketball team, people. We're going to be a basketball team that can make something happen. And look, you know we haven't been anywhere near when it comes to the at-large pool. But beating Davidson and stopping that win streak on the road and winning today, we're now starting to get on. We're now starting to get onto the mat in the Lenardi bracket. If any of you follow him on Twitter, he does. When we get to this time of year, he'll start posting updates depending on results. And up pops VCU in the next four out, which, yes, they're not in and they got a long way to go. And I understand all that. But that's progress, serious progress. When you consider that people were criticizing him for losing these bye games at home and all this, and, and you know they, they missed those opportunities in the Bahamas, and Syracuse hasn't turned out that good, and Vanderbilt's not that good yet, et cetera, so on and so forth. But they are making progress now. And they got another game with Dayton coming up. And as somebody somebody said it the other day, it's going to be a bloodbath, and that's true because you know Anthony Grant, our former coach. You know the the two we beat them now. Was it four or five times in a row? I think I'm trying to remember if we beat them in the A10 tournament last year or not. But we beat them twice in the regular season last year. The first game in Richmond, they just VCU just smothered them. And rolled over them, and it was like 65, 37 or something awful. Dayton threw everything but the kitchen sink at the second game. And Bones Highland, in my opinion, had one of, one of if not his finest hours of ECU Ram uh, in, in that game, having to carry the load when Ace Baldwin had fouled problems. And, and you know it, it, at, that more than anything, Anthony Grant wants to get one over on us because we are his old school. And I'm sure he has fond memories of being here at VCU and all that. But, you know, that's, that's important to him. And he doesn't want to get swept two seasons in a row by VCU, 
you know, that, that game at Dayton is going to be, is going to be hell for leather, but we got to keep winning because now we're starting to move in this conference. Now things, things are kind of starting to take shape when it comes to the a 10 and opportunity is, is, is right here for us. I mean, technically we're not in second place at this point because George Mason's three and one, but we're only the one loss behind Davidson. Well, this is not updated. Hold on a minute. I was looking at something on my phone thinking it was the updated standings. It is not. So one second. But, yeah, Mason, I think, is still in second because they only have the one conference loss. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to the old A-10 standings. Oh, no, they actually list – actually, okay. It's a three-way tie for second with 750 winning percentage. Mason's three and one. BCU and Dayton are six and two. So things are starting to take shape and opportunities are starting to present themselves. One game behind Davidson, tied with, and that's the other thing, beat Dayton on Wednesday, you've swept Dayton and you have effectively given yourself a two-game lead over them. That's massive. That is massive because, look, I don't imagine George Mason's going to stay up there, but if they do, then all of a sudden you got six teams vying for four for those four spots in the top four, the double bye for the quarterfinals, and at that point it gets re- the competition gets real fierce because there's a, there's a definite break now. Davidson, VCU, Dayton, Mason, St. Louis, St. Bonaventure, all of them have two or one or two losses in conference play, and then you've got Richmond at four and four, Rhode Island at three and four, George Washington and Fordham at two and four, and on down the rest, and it's it's it feels like it's now starting to break apart that there's a definite top half and there's a definite bottom half, and that's where it is. So we're building this momentum. We've had two emotional victories. We have the same challenge after this game that we had after the Davidson game. That was a big emotional game, and you worry that even with your playing your rival, you were, might have been worried about a letdown. It didn't happen tonight. So that's that's a testament to the players and the coaches and the mental mental approach of this team, which is so good. And it's the same thing again. Now you're facing the same thing again. You've had another emotional victory in another thriller. You've got to find that you've got to have that same ability to celebrate and enjoy it and then get it out of your system because you're playing Dayton. And that is, you know, that is a ma- massive game because really – you, you win that game, and you can't say for certain you're going to finish in the top four, but against one of the rivals to finish in that top four and get the double bye, you're going to have the tiebreaker because you all have swept them, and that's gigantic. So Wednesday night, what is that, 9 o'clock? I know, yeah, 9 o'clock tip, so I will absolutely be with you watching the game, live video and the good and the bad and the ugly afterwards, and then the podcast dropping Thursday morning. And as I said, VCU good and the bad and the ugly. The game thread was wild. I had a, went, I had a chance after I was done delivering to go back and take a look at some of the comments in there. Uh, like I say, we always have a good time. We act a little crazy, but we always have a good time, and we'll tell you really what the heck's going on. And uh, so like this there, Lady Nolans in Richmond, celebrate beating the rival there. And if you watch this game, 
and you're old enough, maybe have a cocktail. Because like I say, I, I needed a drink to get through it uh, as crazy as this game was and as, as <laughs> thrilling as that ending was. And it was only thrilling because VCU won, to be perfectly honest. If it had gone the other way, it would have not been thrilling at all. Whew. I just I just hope that at some point VCU's gonna VCU's gonna get one of these really good teams down and keep them down instead of what they've done the last two games and scaring the you know what out of us. But anyway, great win tonight. Serious momentum now after the back to back losses, three wins in a row. And uh, I can't wait for Wednesday night, just like I couldn't wait for today. I could not I can't wait for Wednesday night because what a massive game it is. Thank you all for listening to Rams Rewind. Like it, share it around, and all that stuff on all your podcast platforms. Uh, Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.